Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art. I like to paint monsters. And you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hello, Mike. Hello, Chet. Chet's farting. Sorry, guys. He's had a gas attack here. <laughs> That's my rude Ralph. That's what he calls it. You know? <laughs> That's what I call my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, actually, it's a toy where you pull the eyeball out and it makes rude noises. <clears throat> there were so many terrible directions I could have gone with all of that. Okay. And I'm just I'm over here biting my tongue and being very good. <laughs> oh man! So uh, everything going well? We, even though we just talked two seconds ago, we okay. didn't talk for very long. Yeah, everything's cool. I'm I'm feeling I've been rested. You know, I've had this time to myself here to uh, convene with myself, and so I've been real productive, but also real busy because there's a lot to do when yeah. Joy's not around. So. But uh, and then, you know, working, like I said, on the pre-roll, I'm at the outhouse for the Dark Art Society retreat is a big project. And so I'm doing that. And there's a lot of just grounds work in general like that to do. And then all my regular stuff and then all the, the household stuff, you know, that she would do if she was here and the dog stuff. And yeah. I'm just like I'm, I'm being very productive and I'm but I'm like very much kind of in this like chug, 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 you know, yeah. so. I'm feeling good. I'm real present in all the activities that I'm engaged in, which is a far cry from where I was recently. So I'll yeah. take it. Well, that's good. I, I'm getting rested up. Today's the first day I, I slept. Let's see. I slept. I think I slept ten hours last night, and I slept ten hours the night before. I wish and I, I slept all day. I, I couldn't. I like. I just. I couldn't even. I couldn't stay awake. Normally, I can keep myself awake and keep going, and I just couldn't. Cause I just, my body's so beat to shit. My back is so sore. My legs are sore, but it's over. They want me to go down to set tonight again. Uh, one last time. And like I mentioned on the pre-roll and, uh, give the actress some direction on how to paint so she can pretend like she's painting this painting. And, uh, so I can, you know, for the film. And, um, so I might go down and do that. Shouldn't be a big deal though. Well, and, that, and it's funny, too, because you're talking about this whole thing like anybody knows what you're talking about, but you've been keeping it super secret. So nobody actually knows what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie. I, I've been The big project <laughs> I've been working on, my Patreon people know it because I've been telling them all about it. I've mentioned it on here a couple well, times. about what's going on behind the scenes. That's uh, patreon.com forward slash Chetzar. That's right. That's where I'm giving, giving it all away. We didn't, we didn't plan that either. That just, it just played that way. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's a film project where I'm creating this painting that's going to be used in a movie about a painter who's going to be painting on this painting. So <laughs> that was like that was like a Dr. Seuss, like Green Eggs and Ham poem, or it was like a haiku. Or <laughs> so that's what I've been working on. That's what's been killing me, and it's over. But I have to go down. I think tonight and um, do a little direction there as far as how to how to hold a brush and all that stuff. Right. Because, you know, it's important when watching a film that your audience is able to suspend their disbelief. Yeah. And there's probably some painters out there. I see that when I see a movie and I see someone painting and they're holding the brush wrong. I'm like, oh, they they missed a little detail there. Took me out of it. 
you know? Well, and that fits with what we're going to talk about today because that's, oh, you know, yes. part of what makes a good film, part of what makes a good film Attention is that detail, ability yeah. to suspend your disbelief as an audience. And that what that requires from the person making the film is, is a pretty big task to help that person as an audience member to suspend their disbelief. So, um, yeah, but we're talking about movies that don't achieve that goal or, or many goals in that regard when it comes to bad, the standard of good. Bad movies. That's what we're talking about today. Bad movies. Now, Mike wasn't crazy about this topic, but I'm a That's huge. That's not what I said. Well, I not okay. Say that. Okay. All right. Well, I got the impression you weren't totally. <laughs> all I tried. To, all I tried to say was that I did not. I don't have a bunch of off the top of my head bad movies because, as I said in the pre-roll, I'm not going to commit a bunch of crappy movies to memory. I want to remember the good ones, not the bad ones. But I'm excited to do it because I can just play sidekick. Because I'm sure that with your wide berth of film experiences, you can think of more than we could fill five episodes with. So I'll just like root you on and joke and and cheese on the films with you. Okay, good. Yeah, so <clears throat> bad movies, bad movies that are so bad they're good. Is it, Chet added this on as a caveat. Now this was like not the original deal, but now it's it's metamorphosed oh, into. Oh, that's well, that's what I was thinking when I brought it up. I wasn't thinking just bad movies. I was thinking bad. I was thinking bad movies. When a movie's bad enough, it becomes good again, and it becomes its own category. That's kind of what I was talking about. And those these right. are you know it's it's like talking about really good movies because really good movies are rare. They're not like common. And really, really movies that are so bad they're good are are uncommon as well. It's like you have to hit this level of complete incompetence to get to this point where it becomes enjoyable again. You know, like regular bad movies are like you feel like you wasted your time you watching them. Time. That's yes. what pisses yeah. me off. Where I feel like I feel like, you know, the ones that make me the the, the most pissed are, are when I feel like that director thinks I'm an idiot. You know, they think the audience is just stupid. You know, I feel insulted. Like, you, you think I'm that stupid that I'm going to buy this? You know, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, I really started getting into bad movies uh, at be, being into horror. You kind of have to be into bad movies to a degree because a lot of horror movies are kind of bad. Um but not in the, not so bad that they're bad good. I mean, Zombie is kind of like that. That movie Zombie, the, you've seen Zombie, right? The, the, the Lucio <laughs> yeah. Fulci movie. That's that's great and bad. It's got some really bad acting, bad overdubbing, and cheesy stuff in it. But it's also got some really great, super creepy, and well directed and well composed um, visuals. You know, mm -hmm. this guy, yeah, think, yeah. the guy, I think the guy who, um, I forget the name of the cinematographer for zombie. He, he's worked on like these classic Italian movies, but he's also worked on these really terrible ones. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> so he's really got a, an amazing eye, but, but zombies just a, a good example of a movie that is good in spite of the badness of it. But I wouldn't say it's so bad. It's good. Category, that category but what i was gonna say was that i really started getting into bad movies specifically when i started working at rick baker's and working with mitch devane who i've mentioned before is a, the the most amazing sculptor in, in the, the world and or one of the most amazing sculptors in the world and probably the best in the business <clears throat> i think you you've mentioned him as often on the show as i mentioned chris haas before he came on as a guest <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to get mitch on but i don't think he'll do it he's just not no. Not, He's not, not that guy. Not that guy. <laughs> but um, 
he he always he t- you know he's it's funny because he's into like classical music and really good film and he's really into prog rock like but only the, the good stuff like King Crimson and he's got this really high standard of what he likes and then he and then he only likes really good stuff or really bad stuff and he loves the bad stuff as much as he loves the good stuff like he turned me on to Daniel Johnston and mm-hmm. you know he loves Daniel Johnston I think because his early recordings were all on a cassette and they're just terrible. So bad it's good. Yeah, yeah. so bad it's good. But they're also good in the, the quality of the songwriting sure. and, and the cleverness of the lyrics and stuff. But they're they're also really corny in, in some way. So it's a real weird mix of bad and good. But he always used to tell me, yeah, I only like things that are really bad and really good. And he was a huge fan of the movie we mentioned on the last podcast, Orgy of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So much so that he had it on audio and he would play the audio of the film every Friday, every like 20 years or however long he's working at Rick's. He would play it every Friday at three, three Oh eight or something. Something he'd line it up to where it would end right at cleanup time. <laughs> wow. And he, he was just like, he's like a total creature of habit. It's hilarious. So, and he blast it, you know? So, um, it, and that is, you know, Want probably one of the best bad movies ever made, I think. And mm-hmm. Ed Wood um, produced it, but didn't direct it. Whereas Plan 9 from Outer Space gets touted as the worst bad movie ever made. But Orgy of the Dead is better. That bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be so confused by the time you're done. No, stuff, so. no. People who know, know bad movies know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know... But, I'll, I'll just say a little bit about Orgy of the Dead because it's so bad. It's amazing. Um, it's basically this couple is driving and from the get-go, it's terrible. It's like this couple is driving and it's in the daytime and then it switches to them talking and it's nighttime and it switches back and it's daytime, that kind of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the, the dial... There is clearly no line producer on the end <laughs> right. whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And there's stories. Someone wrote a book about the making of that movie, actually. And basically, Ed Wood was a complete drunk and he was he would spend the budget on that was for a uh, craft service for the crew on booze and just this whole trunk show up with a trunk full of alcohol. That wow. was a craft service. And so they were just all drunk. They're trying to make this movie that was kind of verging on, you know, not porn, but like soft core. It's just basically an excuse to have a bunch a horror movie combined with a bunch of strippers. And it's sure. like late sixties, early seventies. So it has that really kind of cool color of the, you know, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, it's yeah. more, I think it's color. Yeah. It's like late sixties, but there's, you know, so anyway, the, the couple is driving, they crash and which is just amazing. Cause it's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so funny. You have to watch it. I can't believe I haven't made you watch this yet. It's hysterical, <laughs> man. Everything about it is so bad. And, um, you know, the classic, Oh, the, camera spinning in a circle yeah, yeah. You know, kind of thing where they crash and then they wake up and then they see a graveyard and it's supposed to be all spooky. And, um, they, they get captured by the, the I think they get ca- captured by the mummy and the wolf man. And it's mm-hmm. a guy in a, a rubber mummy mask and a rubber wolf man mask and like rubber hands. And, you know, they're playing it off. Like it's real. And they like, mm-hmm. uh, take them to the devil in the graveyard. And um, the devil is the amazing Criswell, who is that um, psychic, quote unquote, psychic from the 50s and 60s. And this was kind of like in his later days. 
where he'd take it something like this. And you could tell he's drunk on set. You could tell he's <laughs> drunk when they're shooting it. And so they take this man and this woman <clears throat> to the, the devil. And then the devil has like a sidekick who's like an Elvira type, but like in all green skin. And uh, just the acting is so bad. Everything, the editing is so bad. There's some edits that are so bad. They're just amazing. Like it's the funniest, <laughs> like funnier than any comedy you could, you could uh, intentionally do. Um, but there's, so basically the devil's like, tonight is the night. I forget what the, we're, we're going to send these souls to hell and I'm going to make you watch. And he basically has a story about each girl that comes out. Uh, you must dance for me. And, and it's like, there's the girl who's like, you know, in a wedding dress and she's stripping, but there, and then there's the girl who wanted gold above all else. And she comes out, she's all covered in gold and she has to do a dance. So it's like these series of strippers with these little scenes in between of the Wolfman and the mummy, like kind of cracking jokes that are just so wow. stupid. It's amazing. And, um, that's the movie basically. And, um, <laughs> this goes on, this is a feature length. Film, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, I think it's longer than a normal feature like that's really oh it's God. tedious it's it gets tedious you kind of have to fast forward to the stripper parts actually because it's the <laughs> dances are really long and the strip most of the strippers are really bad <laughs> really bad really unattractive and just like you're just going oh this is so bad <laughs> wow it's amazing i think you could maybe watch it on youtube i mean it just has like tna so i think they it might be on there so i would recommend anyone that likes bad movies to watch that and it's the music is great too it's got great bad music it's like oh, it's just everything about it's great there's shots where this one like the indian girl has to come out and give a dance and there's like flames in front of the camera and the camera's down low and you can see it the top of a film canister where they set the the, the like they got an old film canister and put something flammable in it to make right, the fire right. but you can see the canister at the bottom of the frame <laughs> It's really amazing. So that's great. Got boom mics dropping in. Oh left yeah, and right. boom boom mics all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's really incredible. And um, so that's what I mean when when it's so bad, it's good. It's like it really does. You know, there it really takes it into a a new um, level. It takes it to a different level that no other kind of film can offer. See, I it's mean, like I get where, it's like I watching get where you're coming from. Watching I, I, it's crash. not that I don't understand the concept. I do understand the concept. I, I, I fully understand the concept. Yeah. I just can't think of a lot of movies that I've watched that were so bad that they were good because <laughs> I don't normally make it past the first hour of a film that I don't like. I, if I, if, oh, yeah, you know, I just yeah. don't want to waste my time. And so it's like, you know, now I can think of movies that I've watched in my life that I would consider bad, so bad that are good, but you probably wouldn't because they're never going to come to that standard of so bad that are well, good. That's, that's, like for instance, I'll give you a for instance. Okay. So I love the movie children of the corn, right? Yeah, it's I've terrible. never seen. I've never seen. Okay. It. Well, you need to see it. It's it's really it's a great film, but it's bad. It's yeah. not good. It's bad. But here's the thing is, is that it's not bad for all the reasons that the film you just brought up is bad. It's like the acting is good in it. It's believable. You know what I mean? The script is good. Set is good. Production <laughs> is design is good. You know, there are good all these things about it. that are good. But it is still incredibly laughable. I mean, it really is. Like, and there are so many scenes in it that are so cheesy and painful to watch. Even yeah. like there's this, you know, there there's this one scene 
And now I'm starting to think of movies that are so bad they're good, though. But <laughs> but but again, for me, it's a little different of a standard because it's like for me, it's something that would make me I like I, I don't like to be uncomfortable. And so if a movie makes me uncomfortable, uh, then it works. Right? right. And that kind of makes it like. So, for instance, in that movie, there's a scene where there, she's doing um, the, the what's her name? Um the girl from, uh, or the woman from Terminator, uh, that's in Children of the Corn. All right. The main, mm-hmm. what's her name? Do you know? Linda Hamilton. Linda, yeah, Linda Hamilton. So she's like singing like a birthday song for the main character in the bedroom. And it's like a real personal way they shot it. It's like they're kind of like it has a real personal, intimate kind of feel to it. And it makes me super uncomfortable because it's like feels like I'm really in someone's like little personal zone and they're doing their like dorky personal thing. Right. And it like gives me like the, ick, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> but I like that, too, for some reason. Yeah, like, I'm that's not sure like, what, you know, you know, that's like the office. It has that kind of humor, you know, right, uncomfortable right. sort of humor. But children of the corn man is so bad it's good because there are these scenes where you know they're like for me they're like top of the line horror scenes like where you know because you've got malachi the redheaded kid with the knife right you know and he's like he's kind of the enforcer and then you've got the the lead guy and what's his name i can't remember the name of the lead kid that's the the bad guy um isaac isaac and malachi so after isaac gets taken down he comes back with the demon in him and he's like after Malachi and there are these scenes where he's, he's like this tiny little dude. He's like this short little scrawny guy. And he's like a little white guy, but he's supposed to have this demon in him and he's like, <laughs> and it's like supposed to be this voice coming out of him and it's just it's so cheesy it's so dumb he's like he wants you to malachi he wants you to and they're like zooming in on his face and it's like you know the makeup's good even so it's like it's not even that they didn't bring it they brought it it's like well done for its era it's right. believable but there are these scenes in it that are like to me, even as a kid, they were laughable. They're they're like hilarious. They're like not scary, but they were trying so hard to be scary, and they just missed. Uh-huh. In my opinion, they missed the mark. Like you couldn't have you couldn't even come near it. You know, near the target. So that's one of the reasons why I would say something is like you know so bad that it's good for me. Children of the Corn is in that category, and right. you should watch it. Yeah, it is, hey, if it's, it's that good, good if movie. it's that bad, I'll watch it for sure. Um, you know the. I guess you know you know that mystery science theater three thousand yeah. show or whatever that I mean they were that was the whole premise of that show really was just right you know busting on these movies. Well, that's pretty much what Beavis and Butthead is yeah, for these yeah, videos. Yeah, 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 right, right. Um, so, uh, you know the ones. Uh, it, it seems like there's there are a few that have made it that have become, become inf- infamous that are not in the genre of horror, but it seems like horror has the most of them for whatever reason, I guess, because um, horror movies are just, they're kind of like porn in that way. You know, people just want, well, there, there's an element of horror movies that people just want the shock value. So it's well, like, like that, that documentary turn a quick you buck. watch that uh, electric boogaloo that was about the Canon Canon films, you know, that's all those guys did. They were like not trying to make good films. They were just trying to make a lot of films. Right. You know, that's what they they, they wanted to make a lot of films. They didn't want to make a lot of good films, you know? And so they, you know, somehow you get away with it that way because it's like, well, you know, just use your imagination a little bit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, so you know the the uh, the probably the most famous one now and, and to the maybe people that are not my age maybe your age and younger is the room which you haven't seen the room right no, no. that's I haven't actually seen it and you don't have to see the whole movie 
to appreciate it, but um, it's it's uh, it's it's so bad. It's great. It really is amazing. And I, I've just seen clips on YouTube, and I watched the movie about the making of it. There's a movie that movie just came out, which I thought was great, called The Disaster Artist, with mm. um, uh, what's that dude James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau is the the guy who who made the room. He raised his own money. He had his own money. And he um, he made this movie that was supposed to be this like dramatic romantic dr- drama, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. And he insisted on including himself as the the main guy in like the, the starring role. And he's like kind of mm-hmm. he's got this weird Romanian accent, and it doesn't make any sense. And he's got lo- he's like long hair, and he's kind of old. He's like too old to be playing the part, but he dyes his hair, and he's got maybe some plastic surgery. So he's just an oddball and a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. And um and it's become like a cult film. People it it, it made money. It eventually, <laughs> wound up making a ton of money because it became a movie that people loved because it was so bad and it would show you know uh, at uh, midnight films and stuff in theaters. Right, so it's right. like a huge cult thing. And it was so big that they made a movie about making it. You know, in the <laughs> wow. same way that uh, if you did you see Ed Wood that movie Ed Wood? I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Oh, that's a great movie. Um. And and Ed Wood is kind of like the the father of terrible sci-fi horror movies. He did mm-hmm, Plan, mm-hmm. Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is that one we were talking about <clears throat> last episode, where um, it's like aliens are coming down to resurrect the dead to take over the world, which is kind of a cool idea. I, I always thought, you know, they should make this into like try and make it into a, a good, good movie, make it into a real movie, a good yeah. remake. Um, that would be kind of cool, um, but. It's just, it's terrible. It's got, you know, the paper, paper mache sets and um, him walking through the the graveyard and his cape going over the tombstones and they wobble like, cause they're made out of <laughs> <Yes>. cardboard. And, <laughs> and also I was telling you that um, Bella Lugosi, they got Bella Lugosi to get to star in it, but he was like, a, you know, really old and um, heroin addict at that time. So he, you know, looks like shit. And he's like this old fucked up guy. And then he died in the middle of production. So they had to replace him with a guy that doesn't look anything like him. But anytime that character showed up, he'd have his cape up over his face like Dracula right, right. used to. So all these all these shots of him walking around with his cape up like this, it's hysterical. And it, it, it is, you know, it's that one's kind of considered to be the, the ultimate in uh, bad movies. Movies so bad they're good. But I, I think Orgy of the Dead tops it. I'm going to send you a link to orgy of the dead right now so you can watch it it is on youtube it is you know in in line with again because inside my barrel is is relatively shallow in so far as like your standard of so bad they're good a (laughs) film that i'm sure that you have not seen that is in my category of what would be so bad it's good is a film called to kill a clown Hmm. Have you ever seen To Kill a Clown? It has Alan Alda in it for wow. MASH. No. And it is it, it is at the top of my list of so good or so bad it's good movies, again, on for, for my standard of it. And it, it again, it's because it makes me so uncomfortable. That movie, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's actually a very, you know, um, dramatic film. And, but I'll say this much, Alan Alda 
does not play, you know, the usual fun loving character that everyone remembers him <laughs> playing in MASH. And so to see him play a completely different variant role and to play it so well, and it's basically to just to set the stage, but not to give too much. It's this couple who goes on a vacation to the beach and it's like they're at this beach place and Alan Ald is the guy that owns the beach place and it's this young couple and they're like renting it and staying there for however long. And that's that's the base setup. And Alan Alda is kind of around a little bit more than maybe they would like. And there are these scenes between these two, again, that this couple, it's the same kind of thing with uh, with uh, Children of the Corn where it's so uncomfortable. Like they're like doing this like romantic kind of like, um, play acting game with each other Mm -hmm. and they're doing it. They're playing it so well that it's like, just make it like gives you the heebie jeebies. It's like all (laughs) uncomfortable. Like, you know, you don't want to see what people do, you know, like, I don't want to see that, you know, but it was, it's not, it's not like gratuitous. That's the thing. It's just like, it's just weird. It's just very well written. But at the same time, the plot line is so you just can't even imagine what's coming in this film and you you'll be shocked. I mean, really it's a shocking Uh. film and, and it's, it, you know, it's funny because it's not a film that I've ever read up on anywhere or I've ever heard anyone talk about, but back in the day when I lived in Bellingham and I was going to college, they had these video stores called crazy mics, you know, back before Netflix and all that. Mm. And you would go up to crazy mics and they had like 99 cent Tuesdays and you could get like 10 movies for 99 cents or whatever. And you would rent them. And I think we were past, yeah, we were to DVDs by that point in time. But anyway, so I would, you know, he and this guy carried all this obscure stuff, like crazy oh, obscure cool. stuff. And so that was where I found it one day. I was going through the horror section and I'm like, Alan Alda in a fucking horror movie? You've got to <laughs> be kidding me. So I rented it and I watched it and I was like, this is awesome. What an amazing film, but also so weird and atypical. What's it and called? like so, to kill a clown. Okay. And I, and I had to joy watch like right away. I was like, you got to watch it. And she loved it too. So it's like, it's one of our, our worst best films oh, is cool. to kill a clown, Alan Alda. Okay. Okay. How about, have you seen robot monster? Mm-mm. Oh my God. That's, that's one of the classics too. Basically you've seen the imagery from it. I'm sure that the alien monster, the robot monster is a gorilla suit with a, like a diver's helmet with antenna coming up off the top. Oh, wow. And every time the, um, ro- the monster comes out, um, they blow bubbles. Like, <sighs> so there's like all these bubbles coming out. It's really amazing. And the dialogue in it is, is just unbelievable, unbelievably bad. So God awful. Um, that's a good one. But have you seen any of the Herschel Gordon Lewis movies? That name does not ring a bell. Okay, because he in the late '60s he was doing. He'd made the first gore movies where they're just all about the gore. They're like it's mm-hmm. it's like a porno movie, but instead of sex, you have gore, right. and um, they're terrible, so bad. And again, they, they've gotten that um, reputation for cult, uh, as cult status because they're so bad. And um, I think the most famous one is called Blood Feast. It's, mm-hmm. it's about this Egypt, this guy who's sacrificing women to some Egyptian god or something, but he's it's like it's the gore is just you know they used like pig guts from the um from the uh you know uh, slaughterhouse and mm-hmm. a bunch of fake blood and it's just this guy killing these women and and it's so fake it's all mm-hmm. so fake none of it looks at all real but it's <laughs> it's just. It's you have to see him at least once. There's uh, the one called The Wizard of Gore about a magician that it's actually you know sawing women in half and really killing them on stage. 
uh-huh. and 2000 Maniacs um, or the band. I don't know. Do you remember that band? 10,000 Maniacs? Yeah. yeah that's where course. they got their name from 2000 Maniacs. It's about this, like a, a like a hillbilly town where all, all 2000 of the residents are like, for some reason, they're all insane and they're just trying to kill the, they just kill people and they, you know, put a guy in a barrel full of spikes and roll him down a hill. And, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, uh, but it's so bad. It's like, you know, it's like if your neighbor was tasked with making a horror movie, someone that didn't know anything about film. It's like the American movie guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another, I mean, that's a, oh yeah, Coven. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. And did you, that, you actually watched it? I have, like, actually, and it's because I watched it too. It's, it's oh God, it's horrible. It's horrible, but it's not bad enough to be. It's bad, not bad good. enough to be. Yeah, it's I just agree. Like, that's it's, what that's what I would say on your standard because it's it is really bad, but it's if it was maybe longer, it could be bad enough to be good. I don't maybe, think it's long enough to be to reach that. I think yeah, I think that one thing that a really a, a, a bad movie to be good needs is it needs these special moments that are so funny mistakenly funny that they stand out as like a great scene in a great movie. It's like, this scene is so bad. Like, um, there's like, for example, in orgy of the dead, there's one scene where I think it's the Indian girl is dancing and it's got these like, uh, totally, you know, blasphemous (laughs) taking, you know, I'm sure they took real Indian chanting for this music for the stripper to play to, you know, with like a ching, ching, ching. We're not talking East Indian. We're talking Native Native Americans. (laughs) Sorry. And, um, and so it's like, and there's this cut. I don't know how I can describe it, but it goes all of a sudden the music's playing. It shows the stripper. And then all of a sudden it cuts to Criswell and his uh, hench woman looking dead into the camera. And it has a sound like a drum goes, and so it's like, and it goes back to the stripper. So it's just like random cut of them staring into the camera. It makes no sense. Right, it's hysterical. Right. It's amazing. So you, <laughs> I think for a, mo- a bad movie to be great, it needs those special moments that are so bad. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, COVID. I think you need to see. I think you need to see my first college movie that I made called <laughs> called uh, called um, uh, Living Poetry, and then I, that might actually qualify as so oh, bad cool. it's good. Seriously, I, I can't believe I've never given you a copy of that. I have a is bunch it, of those on DVD. Uh, you, put, you should put it online or send it to me. It's long. I, oh, okay. I don't want to. Uh, I can't upload that okay. much material. Mail it to me. Forever, but <laughs> I, I have a DVD it. of it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, you gotta watch it, dude. I can't <laughs> believe I've never had you watch Living Poetry. Like the first piece I ever made, and it was like an experimental narrative. And I was like, it was my second video class ever, so I had no idea what I was doing. And I was, and I wrote the whole thing off. Like I took these poems that I had written when I was a teenager to this girl that I was in love with as a teenager. Yeah, check this out. You're gonna. Great place to start. Yeah. And I took these poems and then I like decided to make them into the dialogue for the oh. actual piece. Yeah, it sounds great. So awesome, dude. It's <laughs> terrible. I just watched it recently, actually, because I was going through all those old tapes. Anyway, so on it, it's basically like this girl and this guy, they're like these two hardcore goths, and they're at this party, right? And it's like a party that I, I put on this party for this film that I was making right. and like had people there. But everyone there's like normal looking people except for these two real gothed out looking kids that are supposed to be clearly like <laughs> me as a young kid and then this girl I was after, right? <laughs> so they're like making eyes at each other in the kitchen, like, you know, looking at each other and looking at each other. And then they like meet at the, the refrigerator because they both want a beer at the same time, you know? <laughs> then 
they walk through the party and out of the middle of nowhere, they're in this back room and they're doing this ritual and they're like, they're like, you know, lighting candles and cutting their palms open and bleeding into this bowl and like lighting it on a fire and feeding it to each other and shit. I can't believe you haven't seen this. <laughs> How would I have seen it? <laughs> Sounds I, like maybe I thought, I, I thought maybe I you, had showed it to you. Maybe you Dude, made one they, of the worst then, movies ever they, made. They go through a hole in the ground and go to a tinfoil tin walled room with red lights and talk to a guy with pig gut hanging off his face. Wow. Oh, man. It is. It, I think it's so bad it's good. <laughs> well, I'll be the judge of that. Send me a oh, copy. I subtitled it, too, because it's all this poetry, and it's called Living Poetry, so I did subtitles for the whole thing so you could read it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't spell check it. So, oh, like, man. for undulating, instead of it being, like, how you spell it, U-N-D-U-L-A-T-I-N-G, I, I spelled it, like, U-N-G-E-L-A-T-I-N-G, <laughs> like, undulating and stuff. Oh, man, it's so it's so terrible. There's even a stop-action animation claymation sequence in it. Yeah, it's nice. terrible. Well, okay. Um, Look for me, but seriously, um, I want to shoot. This yeah, now. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I'd like to. I, you know, no, no bad movie um, episode would be complete without <clears throat> talking about Al Adamson. Now, if you look up Al Ad, uh, Adamson movies, those are really great. Bad, bad movies. Like he did one called um, Psycho A Go Go, which is also called Blood of Ghastly Horror. Which is, that one I think is so bad, it's just not even good. But he did one called Dracula versus Frankenstein. Um, let's see what else he did. Blood of Dracula's Castle, Hell's Bloody Devils, Brain of Blood. I spit on your corpse. <laughs> but they're, what's what I like about these ones? They're really bad, like so bad that they, they are pretty amazing. There's one like I think that he did one where. Oh man, I can't. It, they're all mixed up together. The 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 Dracula one's pretty amazing, um, but he. Uh, the, what I like about the Al Adamson films are that they were done in like the seventies, the early seventies. So they have that total like hippie seventies mm -hmm. style to them, and and those movies were all, what they used to play like on the when I was a kid on the Saturday Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon on like the uh, the smaller local channels like channel nine and stuff back when they had channel nine and channel 11 and channel 13. Right. And so I, I remember all those. I used to watch them when I was a kid and I just, they, they were like, like Octo man. You ever seen Octo man? No, that's like one of Rick Baker's first movies. And it's one of those really terrible, bad horror movies. I used to watch that when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and they're, it's weird because when you're a kid and you watch these movies, they have, the horror, they have the impact even sure, though they're sure, terrible yeah. because your imagination is is easily right. able to fill in all the gaps yeah you're and, not a jaded adult right <laughs> <laughs> and um that's why a lot of when i have uh, i've told you before i have uh nightmares when i have nightmares about that have monsters in them they're usually like bad like you could see seams on them where they yeah. cast them and they're painted badly like a cheesy um carnival sideshow or a really bad horror movie it's kind of yeah, like that yeah. stuff really stuck with me <laughs> right right <You> know? <laughs> somehow but, that embodies scariness and horror yeah yeah so it's like it's just it's a weird like i said it kind of becomes its own category it's like its own category of film but you got to check out anybody who's listening to this and interested in bad movies uh anything al adamson is is really great um just god awful god awful but so bad that they're good you know, 
Um, I mean, I can think of a lot of scenes in films where I was like, totally like, oh, give me a break. Like, uh, okay, so for instance, Suspiria, right? Mm -hmm. Suspiria is a classic horror film, and I remember it being a pretty good movie, but I can't, I haven't seen it in many years. But there's a scene where this chick falls into what's supposed to be razor wire. And she's getting all cut up and it's not razor wire. And it's so obvious that it's not <laughs> razor wire. Like it's a bunch of like metal wire that's been like coiled right. up. that's but, on the floor in this room. And there's clearly, it's clearly not what they're saying it is. And her acting was good. Even like she's getting all cut up and she's looking all fierce. Like, Oh God, it's horrible. But you're like looking at it going, okay, but it doesn't even, <laughs> it's not even razor wire. It doesn't, it looks like you laid a bunch of big slinkies in this room and she's rolling around in them, you know, with ketchup. Yeah, but that's, you know, that, that's the thing about there are a lot of classic movies that have a scene or two that have something wrong with them. That doesn't put them in the category of. a. Well, that's why I said yeah, I'm not sure that it fits in the category. That's like like zombie is a great example of a, um, a classic. That has really bad stuff like that in it, like the ending. Do you, do, you saw zombie, right? You've seen zombie. Yeah, but it's been years, man. The ending of it is it shows um, after the, the big zombie fight on this island they're going back to new york on a boat and they think that the zombies have just been on the island right and they get mm -hmm. they're listening to the radio and there is actually a great that's what i mean about this mix of good and bad there's this amazing shot on the um brooklyn bridge in new york with all these mm -hmm. zombies going across it which they totally shot guerrilla style I, I mean i read up on this and mm -hmm. um they didn't have permits to shoot on the brooklyn bridge and there's just all these zombies walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, and they're listening. And the the voiceover is them listening to the radio, and it says, "The zombies are coming in the building." Oh no, they're at the door. They're coming in the door. Ah! I mean, literally, just that bad. That's the end of the movie, and it's so bad, but it's hilarious. Wow. Uh, and there's a few other, you know, there's some really tacky cheesy things like these zombies getting shot in the head and the camera just goes you know they'll they'll shoot one that's tied up in a um in a sheet that it's already been dead they shoot it and blood comes out and there's like a piece of meat hangs out and then the camera goes and zooms right in on the bullet <laughs> hole and the, and the dummy head is like going bouncing yeah, it's of rubber, course, right? you know? <laughs> yeah yeah but but the but the it's it's a weird movie though because it's got really some scenes of amazing atmosphere the makeup's horrible terrible makeup but it somehow still works because there's just some really nicely composed shots and it, there is some really creepy parts you know there's the right you know the whole the whole getting the eye the stick in the eye i don't know if you remember that or zombie. yeah yeah i do remember that and that's yeah. kind of a classic that's scene a classic in a, scene, in a horror yeah. movie yeah <laughs> but, yeah um yeah, yeah, but you know, I can. I, I just thought of one, and we mentioned it, or I mentioned it on that horror episode we did. But the hills have have eyes. Totally fits in the in right. the category of your category. I haven't seen that yet because that, okay, not since so, I was a kid. I don't think I know the and premise I, and everything. I've seen the 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 remake, which actually they brought it with the remake. I mean, yeah. that's very rarely do I think a remake actually hits the mark. But that was a remake where they like they absolutely it was scary and they did a good job mm. because the idea for the story for the original is so good yeah it really is a great story idea this family's going out they're gonna take this you know back road to get around this area this shortcut classic story they're out in the middle of this desert there's no vegetation turns out there's these cannibals that are like these you know family of inbred nuclear you know uh, holocaust survivors from when they were testing nukes out right. there 
And they, they basically terrorize this family and they're cannibals and they're, you know, out to eat them. But the story's so good, but oh my God, what a terrible movie. I mean, it's, you know, it, it was like, I think it was one of those NC-17 not rated. It was yeah, almost yeah. X kind of things at the time. And it really does push the envelope, but the family of cannibals is so fucking unbelievable. And the costumes are so terrible. They have like you know, bones and shrunken heads and skulls, like props hanging around this cave that they live in. And it's like straight up. I mean, it's like, you can see the plastic seam on it. It's like something right. that they bought at the carnival, like, yeah, you know, yeah. shrunken heads from a carnival that are plastic right. molded, you know? And it's just so completely that you can't buy these guys as villains. You can't, they're, 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 it's laughable. You right, know, they've got yeah. like, pla like they're beating each other with plastic bones that are bending and stuff, you know, it's just not, right. but well, the idea is so good. And also there are these, scenes in it that, that like you said like for instance in that particular movie they're in the trailer and someone's breaking into this trailer to get the baby and right. it is so nerve-wracking and disturbing you know and you're really on the edge of your seat but then they cut to the main character guy and he's wearing these like dukes of hazard cut off daisy duke shorts <laughs> they're like you know denim jeans and it's the 70s and so they're like in that style that are like really ass huggers you know right, and it's this like yeah. guy and he's they're super short and it's just like it's it's so unappealing and they've got the camera like right on his butt you know and so it's like they do they mix in these things that just ruin these moments of incredible tension you know and yeah. it, they're not trying to and so therefore it is like so bad it's good because it really is like you could make fun of the whole thing I've watched it three times you know me I won't watch a whole movie if I don't like it so yeah. it must be so bad it's good because I'll watch it I will watch the whole movie and I'll make fun of it throughout the whole thing <laughs> well, another um, I have to watch that one because I have I mean I think I saw it when I was a kid you but, love it dude. yeah great. um I mentioned Asylum, I think, on the last episode, too, or the horror movie episode, if that was the last one, as a, one of those um, am amicus films. The amicus films are all great in that way. They're, they're pretty bad, but they're actually good because they're creepy. They've got, you know, there's, there's always like a good creepy atmosphere, and the story ideas are usually cool. It's usually just the, the execution that's bad. Um, like, there, there's a great... Great one in a, a one of the stories in Asylum is about a guy who chops a woman up and um, wraps her in brown paper and ties string around it, and then the, and then the the pieces start coming back to life and they're chasing. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's really cool and creepy, but it's also super cheesy. There's a one scene in um, it's either Asylum, no, it's from uh, Tales from the Crypt because uh, Amicus did Tales from the, the original Tales from the Crypt was like 1970. Um, Asylum, uh, from Beyond the Grave, which is great. Those are all, you know, they're all kind of bad. I wouldn't put them in the not so bad, they're good category, but there are some scenes like there's this one part, uh, where a guy's laying in a coffin and he's come back to life, but he's been chopped up mm -hmm. and he's like, ah, and there's like a hand, like a mechanical hand that's on his chest. And you could just see this thick ass seam and like a hole, like a hole in, in the hand where they, yeah, yeah. where it was just like this old shitty mechanical hand. It's, it's, it's pretty good. So I don't know. I, I, I enjoy those movies, even though they're bad. Um, but I guess the ones I'm, we're talking about are really those 
so bad they're good. Um, but it's kind of what you're really talking about is heart. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's kind of really what we're talking about is is like the reason that these films qualify somehow in this particular, you know, the parameters that you've set forth is because even if they technically they're terrible, even if, you know, the acting is horrible and the writing is shit and the set is falling apart, if they have this heart, then it outshines all of those, you know, little aspects that right. in any other case would, would make you turn the film off, well, you yeah, know, because it's got so much heart. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, 2, yeah. the, the oh, second two, one, not two, the first right. one. The first one is a tense, good film. Yeah, it's, it's believable. It's scary. Not, the only the bad thing about that is, is that old, old man makeup. Yeah, it's like yeah. the only bad part. <laughs> but just the second one is like slapstick comedy right, yeah. style. And it's so ridiculous. That was a canon film, actually. And it's so bad. It's I mean, it's, you know, they're trying to be funny, like, you know, sticking a chainsaw, some, cutting someone in half by like ramming it up their butt with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like taking that horror slapstick, you know, gore comedy to this whole other level. And right. I mean, it's got... Dennis Hopper with the two mini chainsaws. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Jesus, it's <laughs> terrible. It's such a bad movie that you, it's fun. I mean, you yeah, like, yeah. You, you're watching it and you're like, it's, I can't even, I couldn't even buy this for a fucking second. And therefore it makes it carnivalesque. And you know that you're just watching right. bullshit and that's, what's fun about it. Yeah. You can kind of, break from that's a different, that's different though. Cause you know, the ones, at least the ones I'm talking about are the ones where the, the really bad, so bad, they're good is, they don't have any heart and they stumbled upon it's like the, the pure incompetence of the people making the movie creates these amazing, terrible uh, scenes that are so bad. Something ridiculous happens that are hilarious. You know, like I put what you're talking about. I put that in the category for like the, the amicus films where they're and zombie where they're creepy and they have they have heart. They definitely have heart, but there's a lot of shots that are just ridiculous and effects that are ridiculous. And so you can still kind of enjoy them for that. And and you uh, you cut them slack for not being right. technically there. But the ones I think that get to that level are are really about completely the people just completely not knowing what they're doing, and um, and just you know it's like a it's like a magic happens <laughs> that, that like a like a mis- it's it's like kind of like a car wreck or a train wreck. It's like a magic thing happens when something is so bad that it makes a hilarious moment. Like, uh, and we have to, you know, we did talk a little bit, but we should talk more about um, American movie because we're. Let's see, I got this person. Sure. This person's coming by in like you also, ten you minutes, also so we got to brought run. up Troll Two, which is like oh, yeah, the classic yeah. of all bad good yeah, movies. Yeah, that's I see I, that one is too, is for me. It's a little new, and I haven't. You know, I really like a certain era because I'm old. So I like those 60s, 70s ones. Um, Troll 2, I only watched the movie about the movie. I don't think I've actually even seen Troll 2. So I've seen clips from it. So right. it, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> so I should watch it. But um, Leprechaun but, was, was so bad it yeah, was good. That's that whole entire franchise. I heard. But those, again, awful. again, those are like campy and sort of trying to be you know, not the first so, one wasn't though. The really? first one wasn't, I think they were trying to be serious. Cause I watched that movie when it came out well, that, that's, at a friend's birthday party. And I remember like all the other kids that were with me were like kind of freaked out by it. And I remember just being like, <laughs> what is this? This has got to be one of the stupidest fucking pieces of shit I've ever watched, yeah. but I couldn't look away from it. I couldn't, <laughs> it was like, what are they going to do next with this piece of shit? You know, that's part of the so bad. It's good thing too. I think is, is the intention is to 
try and make something good, but to have absolutely no talent or or <laughs> knowledge on how to do it. That's, that's why that for my living poetry one's going to hit the, <laughs> the mark for you. I'm telling you. So, okay. Uh, we got to talk about American movie. Now American movies, a documentary about this guy, um, Mark Borchard, I think who's making a short film. He's this kind of alcoholic guy in Wisconsin, I think making debt ridden. What? Debt ridden. Yeah. Debt, debt ridden, alcoholic, super passionate about making films though. And I remember it's the funny thing about that is he's talking about, or one funny thing about it is when they're interviewing him in that movie, um, he's, he's talking about his most influential horror movies in their mind too. I was like, Oh God, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> he's like Dawn of the dead and night of the living dead. And what was the other one? There was some other one that was one of my big ones too. But anyway, it's a great documentary and it's, it it's not a bad, it's a good, it's a really good documentary about a really bad filmmaker. And how he's yes. making this movie that should be pronounced Coven because it's about a witch's coven, but he he only will refer, refer to it as Coven because he says Coven <laughs> sounds like an oven. <laughs> so if you you haven't and his like his sidekick is this burnout uh, Mike Shank I think his name and he's he's this burnout uh, drug drug his burnout drug buddy he's just kind of barely there mentally and helps him on his projects and other it's other people in the movie it's really good. A great documentary, but um, it is. He's a kind of an example of that, and he got famous well, for and that. And the movie is too. I mean, you, you know, if you watch it, it's not that long, but it's like it, it's if it, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, yeah. but I guess it's not so bad. It's good because there's nothing really that ends up there's being any good about it. Yeah, there's like, like the, no moments, like right. you said, that really. I mean, I guess the the best one is where they put the guy's head through the cabinet and they can't get his head through it. Yeah, and he keeps you know? hitting his head on the cabinet. Yeah, I mean, but that was in the documentary. That wasn't even in right. the movie. And it so then when they do the shot in the movie, it doesn't really, you know, they scored yeah. it enough by that point in time that his head just went right through. Right, right, right. But in the documentary, it's hilarious because it's so funny. They're trying to. to, The first uh, time he hits his head, you're like, "Oh, dude! (laughs) Oh, god! Ow!" Yeah, they're trying to. The the scene is they're trying to slam this guy. One guy's trying to beating up a guy, and he's trying to slam his head through a cabinet, kitchen Kitchen cabinet, cabinet, and um, they didn't score it well enough to break. He slams this guy's head into the cabinet and it doesn't break. And you're like, dude, I hope that guy doesn't have a neck injury. <laughs> Shit. And so he like, they keep hit, keep shooting it, keep filming and he keeps hitting his head. It's so funny, but that's, you know, that's, he's putting his arm, he's putting his forearm up to try to like protect his head because he's like, he's probably got a cracked vertebrae by the end of the shoot. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That, that really is a great documentary. That's probably my favorite documentary of all time. I think I just watched it again. Uh, I can't say it's my favorite, but it's up in my top five for sure. Really? Yeah. What's your favorite documentary? Oh, the, the devil and Daniel Johnston. Oh yeah. That's a great one too. Without a doubt. There's no, for me, there's no other documentary that hits the symbols and the toms and the yeah. snare and everything like yeah, that one. Does. Yeah. I, I see both of those as great, just great films. Like yeah, both they great are. documentaries. Um, so yeah, I I you know I I gotta I gotta this this person who's coming to pick this thing up is gonna be here in about seven minutes. So I want to just do a couple honorable mentions. Um, oh yeah, we, I gotta look up our patrons. Keep, oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Um, horror Express is a good good one. It's not really so bad. It's good. It's bad Spanish horror movie. It's got really bad parts in it, but it's actually super creepy. It used to give me nightmares. There's one called The Beast of Yucca Flats with Tor Johnson as this. <laughs> Mutant monster is so bad. 
It's great. Oh it's good. God, I think terrible. I think it was I think this is the movie where they they had they were trying to piece together this unfinished movie. Um but they had it like a they had a bunch of or they had this a bunch of clips of a movie that that they made Check your it. email for me. But while while you're talking, oh, sorry. Okay. So um, <laughs> yeah, so you can log in. All right. Um Beast of Yucca Flats, I think it's the one where they <laughs> they they made it from another movie and then they just oh, overdubbed okay. they overdubbed all of the audio. Oh wow to make it work. That's really shady. Yeah, it's really, really bad. And it and it and I think the whole movie's narrated. Like I don't even wow. think they use dialogue. I think the whole thing is narrated by a narrator to tell you what's going on. And now the monster's coming comes oh out from God. it's it's really wow. it's really good it's it's so funny so i guess i mean it, we, we got to wrap this up but in closing um i just i i i really love these kind of bad movies i i feel like they um they're like com they're like good comedies i guess in a way you know it's like they're they make you laugh and they make you feel good because because it's so funny. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, when something and it's, and it's, and it's its own unique, like I said, it's its own unique category and you can't really compare it to anything else. Something that's yeah. so bad. It's yeah. good, you know? So yeah, I, I'm, I think I understand where you're coming from. It only took me an hour of doing a podcast <laughs> to say, I, I'm either slow or it's a, it's a high concept. Right. Well, well I would, should you, I mention you, these people here since we're yes, trying to, yes, we'll wrap it up. And, uh, but, I'm going to show you a bunch of those movies. And I sent you a link to Orgy of the Dead. Just watch the first 10 minutes. Just do okay. me a favor. Watch the first 10 it. minutes of I'll it. I'll do it. And you'll laugh your ass off. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll do okay, it. Okay, okay. And anybody, it's uh, Orgy of the Dead. Look look for it on um, YouTube. It's on there. And I'm going to send you a copy of uh, Living Poetry. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't believe you haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, so we want to thank our new uh, patrons on the Dark Art Society Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash dark art society. You can become an official member. There's all kinds of great stuff. There's a secret Facebook co-op group. There's Discord access for having uh, secret chats and hanging out with members and sharing information and networking. There's pre-rolls. There's, there's all kinds of great stuff. So right now we've got some new folks. We've got Eric Castellanos. We have thank you. Shatterstag. Thank you. We've got Molten Gold Art. Thank you. And that's... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, and James P. Sufert. Thank you. What's up? What's up, Jim? All right, so thank you all for supporting Seifert. the Dark Arts Society. Sefert. I think it's Sefert. I don't know. We'll okay. have to ask him. I don't know. Uh, well, yes. You probably got it mildly. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Thank you. Just, thank just talk. Thank you for supporting. We really appreciate it. It's allowing us to grow this thing. And, and uh, um, yeah, we got lots of good stuff coming. So the more people we can get, the better. Uh, I wanted to mention, too, that Dominic Hailstone. Did I mention Dominic in the beginning? Because he's the one who had the idea for this episode. No, he, he, he wrote not. me this morning and was talking about um, bad movies. And we're going to get him on, too, because he's actually an amazing director that does kind of dark film stuff that's amazing. He's really, really talented. and we're planning on having him on too. So we could probably talk ab about more bad movies too. And he's on, cause he's a big fan of bad movies, bad horror movies. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. So that's well, it. Shout out. Are you doing a synesthesia word since we didn't do it? Oh, on the pre -roll? Yeah, we didn't do it. On we, the we forgot it on the pre-rolls. Okay. So. Let me get my, pull my list up here. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, surprise. The word surprise. surprise. Ready? Yep. What's the flavor of surprise? The flavor of surprise is, and it's a strong one. I'm only doing the very strongest ones. Lucky Charms. Whoa, that is bizarre. Yeah. Surprise tastes just like Lucky Charms. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's a trippy one. I would have never, I mean, most of them I would have never, I guess. So, except for Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to just do the really weird, obscure ones and the ones that are super strong. What is it? I sent you a <laughs> nice picture. When you're doing the Bella Lugosi thing. <laughs> Very for the. Yeah, I thought it would be good for the uh, for patrons. We'll send them a screenshot of Chet doing his Pel- okay. Bella Lugosi impression. <laughs> Once Bella Lugosi was dead, and it was his uh, it was his stand-in, and he's doing holding his cape over his face. So I took a picture of Chet doing it for you guys. I'll share it with you on on Patreon. Very nice. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch all catch up with you all next Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for supporting, and see you later. Peace. Bye.